What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Where I Belong. Uh, just finished wrapping up, well, last night, really. Finished wrapping up an episode with uh, Mo Mandel and Ashley Winter of the Full Release Podcast. Uh, you might have heard them recently on The Fighter and the Kid. Mo Mandel is a stand-up comedian. I don't think there's any relation to Howie Mandel. I should have asked. I felt like it was a stupid question, though, because the answer is probably no. Howie's actually supposed to be a killer on stage, which is surprising because, you know, America's got talent. Anywho, Mo is a stand-up comedian, and Ashley is a urologist and a sexual medicine expert. And uh, they, together, host a podcast called The Full Release. And it's actual information about, well, dongs. Uh, a lot of medical terminology tossed around there, but it's all accurate information from Ashley's actual experiences as a urologist. And then Mo, being a stand-up comedian, has all these hilarious takes on these subjects, and together they they create a really awesome show. Uh, I really recommend my listeners head over there. You can find them on iTunes or on Instagram, uh, also Twitter, where it's Full Release Pod and not The Full Release Pod Cast. Something, something like that. Um, anyway, we had a great conversation. We talked about micro dicks. We talked about jelking. We talked about squirting fat into your dong. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff, really. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed making the episode. These guys are great. And like I said... Uh, you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, all that jazz. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter. And while you're here, if you're listening, obviously you are. If you hear my voice, right? That's a stupid thing to say. Head over to iTunes. Uh, if you're already listening on the podcast app on the iPhone, bitch, scroll down. Go to the bottom where it has you know my ratings and my reviews. Drop me a rating. Drop me a review. Say something nice. Say something funny. Uh, same, same for Spotify. I don't know how that works. I don't look at it. I probably should. Uh, I'm sure if Chase Lepard heard this, is a good buddy of mine. He is telling me to uh, do better, you know, with knowing my shit. That's not really my forte, right? I th- I'm sure you guys have picked up on that by now. More of just this ranter of, of nonsense. Uh, I should probably get better at that other aspect of building the old brand there. I just got finished listening to Gary V or I'm listening to an audiobook by Gary V and it's so much of it is building your all your own brand. That's kind of got a negative connotation to it. My brand. You know, as a dummy, I kind of feel like, what, what my brand? What the hell is my brand? That feels weird to say. But Gary V thinks I should build a brand. He thinks everybody should build a brand, and, and you know he's probably right. He's fucking filthy rich and super successful, so he's on to something. Anyway, uh, help me build my <laughs> help me build my brand. Go leave a rating. Go do some stuff. I'm on YouTube. You can find me there, uh, where I belong. On YouTube, you can find me on Instagram at uh, where I belong podcast. Same same on Twitter. Same same on Facebook. At least I hope. And. uh... You know, come by, check the stuff out. 
There's a lot of hilarious artwork right now on Twitter from the lovely guys. Shout out to the Comedy Content Collective. Uh, they recently made me a bunch of bangers. Hilarious edits for my shows. I tossed them up on there. You can go check that out. You could also head over to uh, com, my very own official website. And everything I've ever done that's podcast-related is there. Go stick your face in it. Look around. Uh, maybe you like some stuff. Maybe you listen to some things. Maybe you look at some pictures. i got to put a bio up there, something creative. Something that just says, you know, Dave. This is Dave. Uh, made by my very good friend, Chase Lepard. He the man. So, you know, go check that out. Go check out other stuff where I am. Find me, you know, places and, and you know just look at some stuff you get a chance that'd be cool all right so without any further ado any further at you uh please relinquish your attention span for ashley winter and mo mandel of the full release podcast All right, and we are live in three, two, one. What's going on, guys? Hi. What's up? Ashley and Mo of the Full Release Podcast. I got to ask you, is that an innuendo? Is that what the full release is? What would it be an innuendo I just for? Feel we're, like, we're good young Christians. We don't think like that. It's a very, it's, it's subtle. It is subtle. We, we worked on that name a lot. And I, I feel like we delayed starting our podcast for about four months trying to figure out what we're going to call it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. We almost called it Just the Tips. Oh, that then, would have been beautiful. Yeah, that was good. But then we're like, maybe, you know, since it's a sex medicine podcast, maybe that sounds too, like, guy-centric, Just the Tips. So, I don't know. We went a million ways on it. And then and then also it was because I, I had a briefly a development thing I was doing with ABC, and we made a sizzle called Just the Tips okay. about five or six years ago. So, yeah, so she yeah. thought maybe she could steal that name. All right. No, that's why I thought I couldn't steal that name. Oh, all right. <laughs> it is interesting because trying to come up with a name for a podcast, that it's like uh, a stone that you'll get stuck on for the longest time. I didn't know what the hell to call this thing. I didn't want to no. put myself in a in a box because unlike you guys, I am not proficient in any real thing. I, you know, so I'm like, the last thing I need to do is put myself in a box and watch how quickly my limited knowledge of that subject just kind of falls through my fingers. And now I'm left <laughs> well, looking like a dummy. That's a tricky thing with podcasts in general. You Not only, it doesn't matter how proficient you are. It's just sort of like, if you're going to pick a subject, like how much do you want to talk about that subject every time you do it? Right. 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 But you, you guys have a nice balance where, uh, she has, you know, this, this niche it's not really a niche i mean it's literally your profession and then there's also you're a a stand-up comedian and so these two things meet and it's like you can carry that ball for a long time if you were just doing the sex talk uh that'd be real hard but you supplement it with the comedy and and also it's a well that's really hard to run dry because i feel like only right now are we starting to get comfortable with the subject enough to talk about it you know, out loud on a on a podcast th- through however many episodes of that podcast, because you know 
turn the dial back 10 years ago, obviously podcast didn't exist, but if you wanted to have a show where you were just talking about dicks all day, that's a hard sell, man. But right now it's, uh, it's talk about vaginas too. I mean, let's yeah, be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but that's true. No, you're right. And it's not only that, it's like uh, what I think is cool about our podcast is like people like will call in with real sexual questions yeah. and whether they're physical or psychological. And I'm amazed that like you're saying, like people are so much more comfortable to talk about this stuff yeah. than they were even ten years ago. Yeah. And I also do think there really is so much of a kind of discrepancy in knowledge, right? Like you turn on the TV, you want to like know about cooking, right? There's going to be a show where people are breaking down like these very, these very, you know, kind of specific aspects of that, right? Whereas like you see like TV and it's like, fine, there's like some sort of sex scene, but it's not like, hey, like how did any of that work? Or yeah. like, why was it good? You know, like it's not. Yeah, I, that that's, that is a, a, a hang up because it's like before this, yeah, sure. You had health class and health class would teach you the kind yeah. of the cold version of what's happening. But outside of that, you had better have hoped you were close enough with your friends to share intimate details about what's going on uh, as far as, you know, your sexual organs and your sexual encounters go. Because without that, you're kind of just left wondering, like, what is it in comparison to everybody else? What's going on? What are the experiences that everybody else is having compared to my own? And and, yeah. and, and without that, you're pretty much fucked. It was just whatever the health teacher was telling you, which was, like I said, the cold version of what's going on. Yeah. Can you imagine what it was like in like even the 1800s where there was no porn? You, no one talked about anything. Oh, it's Everything crazy. was considered sinful. Like no one would have had any idea what even was supposed what even normal sexuality was supposed to feel like or be like. And everyone must have thought they were like an abomination at all times. Absolutely. Every bump on your dick was Satan. Right. I know, it's crazy. I know, and people would go, go and get, like, syphilis, and you would just die from that. It just sucks. Yeah, because like, you would keep like, that shit quiet. Like, now you get quiet. a shot, get, like, a shot of penicillin, it's fine. Like, yeah, back, back in the then, day, like, you just thought that, you know, this was some kind of, uh, some sort of deal for your sins. <laughs> you yeah, know, well, right, exactly, for better sure. better start on the sure. straight and narrow. Um, you know, I, I first heard you guys on The Fighter and the Kid, and... Right after that, I went and I checked your workout, and you guys do such a good job of making a quality show. Because it, in a, it, there's an argument that podcasts are – like the, the market is flooded, you might say. And without any real direction, if you're just clicking on podcasts and giving them a listen, it's, it's hard. You're going to stumble up upon a bunch of bullshit, and it was – cool to i've been listening to the same core group of podcasters forever you know it's the fighter and the kid it's the rogans it's the tom segura mm -hmm. and christina pazinski's those kind of those big names yeah. and you know i try to find other people outside of that immediate group and like i said it's hard but i went straight to yours you guys do a really good job of organizing it you have segments it's a a real show and you could tell that you actually give a shit about how it sounds <laughs> Oh, that's so nice to hear because we're we're always so hard on ourselves. We're like, why do we put so little effort into this? <laughs> well, we feel like, why don't we? Because in the beginning, we used to put like new our musical stuff, and we kind of stopped doing that. And then, like, I I think you, you go in like pits and valleys with the inspiration you have for podcasts because sometimes you just put it out into the universe, and it feels like no one's listening. And, and then after doing the fighter and the kid and a couple other episodes, we started to get so many more listeners and then we're like, Oh yeah, fuck. Now we feel like pressure. We want to keep doing a really good job. So now yeah. I feel like 
we're back on the inspiration kick of like trying to figure out how to keep making it, like keep pushing it out there in a better and better way. Yeah. But I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that uh, you enjoyed it. Yeah, those guys, that Rogan, Tom Segura, um, that whole clique, it's amazing how big that is in podcasts. I mean, these are guys I've known for years as I perform at the Comedy Store every week with those guys. And they, for years and years, they were just cranking out those podcasts and um, you know, I just never thought, the, thought I really didn't think much about podcasts. I knew Tom, I knew Chris, Christine, I've been on their podcast, but I never really thought how big these things were getting. And then all it seemed like overnight, it was like, Oh shit, that's all anybody is talking about now. You know, it's, it's an incredible medium. That's I think still just expanding more and more. What did that look like when you guys started to kick that idea around of doing one For yourselves? Ian Ashley? Yeah. Um, how did it start i have like cannot even remember now it's the kind of thing where i guess you tell people like okay a comedian dating a urologist and everyone's like oh my god that's that's hilarious <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is perfect you know and then you're like oh yeah i guess it is kind of a perfect combo and he makes he part of his set now is he made some had some jokes about me and they always go a over lot of so, jokes yeah and they always go over so well so we're kind of like Oh, well, why don't we just kind of put our powers combined, you know? I think also we just make each other laugh so much in person. Like, it's just like constantly cracking each other up. So maybe it's some sort of narcissistic thing. We're like, well, shit, we love this dynamic. Maybe other people will too. I know. I'll say from my standpoint, you know, um, as a physician, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I have so little time with any given patient because you you know your appointments are short and i'll feel so passionately about something i'll talk to somebody for so long about something and you know i don't have the time so you know and then when doctors kind of like leave work the problem that happens is that you go to doctor conferences and you talk to other doctors about your doctor things and you write journal articles in the doc you know and you're not really crossing that divide right like there are the people like who have tv shows and there's the doctor show and there's dr oz and there's the medical correspondence but but the vast majority of us are just not, you know, kind of crossing that divide. And it's a shame because I think people really want to hear that, you know, like. It puts a, yeah, it's like, it's like a way to make like medical kind of stuff and like information. If you can find a way to make it palatable and entertaining, yeah. then it's kind of cool to learn about something. I love learning about stuff when it's in a fun way, right. you know, I can't listen to like, a fucking lecture. See, I can't watch a TED talk or listen to something. It's just too much for me. But if I'm laughing while yeah. I'm learning, well, then that's like a pretty sweet little combo, I think. Because I think we all intrinsically want to be smarter. I think that's why we all like guys like Joe Rogan because right, he just yeah. seemingly knows a lot of shit. And I, you're like, man, I would love to know all that. Yeah, I, I actually you know, really a, enjoy your pot. I mean, I learned what what Ashley. What's the the disorder where uh, the old pee hole is on the bottom of the dong and not on the top oh, of yeah. it? I suppose spadius. I yeah. had no idea that was a thing at all. And yeah. I didn't even know that I wanted to know that. It was so exciting to learn that. I went straight home to tell my wife, like, babe, did you know that there's dudes with, with, with their pee hole like on the bottom of their, 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 their dong head? But some dudes have their pee hole all the way at the base of their penis. And she's looking at me like, what? I'm like, it's incredible. Can you believe that? Makes you just want to like high five your own dick. For, for, <laughs> for being like, that's literally like 1% of men out there. That's I insane. Mean, it's not even that minor. You know, in your life, you have come into contact with a decent number of people who have hypospadias or had it corrected. That's, Without I mean, doubt. 
<laughs> if you crunch the numbers of, of, you know, however many people are on the planet, you divide it in half for the male population, you look at 1% of that number, that's huge. It's yeah. huge. It's massive. I know. I know. I know. There's something about dating like a doctor, and it's particularly like a, a dick doctor like Ashley, where it's like, on the one hand, you learn all this information that makes you very grateful for for any kind of good health that you have. Yeah. And on the other hand, it makes you fucking terrified because you learn all this other shit <laughs> that could go wrong to you or your kid or all this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like learning where all the minds are in the minefield. You know, on the one hand, it's good. On the other hand, you're like, shit, I need to be terrified right now. And that's another reason why being a female urologist is great because I don't. I mean, we do women's stuff, but. You know, a lot of it is male cancers, and I just don't. I just don't have to worry about getting any of them. So I don't right, know. right. You're eliminating. Like, I don't want to know all the things that can go wrong with me. You know, like, I mean, as fun as it is for your listeners to to find out all these new things, you can only give them so much in a in a pot. Very similar to how you know your visit with the doctor is only so long, and you're not going to hear Doctor Oz talking about a dong for a long time. Uh, your right. listeners get a really interesting look into the whole situation but you as the person who's on the front lines who's dealing with this as a as an occupation you must come across and learn the most interesting things yeah no i mean i really do and you know unfortunately i can't really talk about the day-to-day i mean if i could just start off the podcast one second if i could just start out the episode every time talking about what i've done at work that day like it would be just so fun but it's not like you know something i can really do from kind of a patient privacy standpoint but um i'm always trying to get her to do it anyway but she really won't no i mean i just it's just a you know kind of like a professional um discrepancy not ethics thing but also a liability thing you just you know can't do that but um and and that's i think one of the reasons why we do it as a call-in show because people's stories are more interesting than me saying, oh, well, there's a condition about penises like this, you know, like, like, no, nah, you just want to hear people call, like, when that guy called in and said, hey, yeah, I have this thing, you know, my pee hole's on the underside, you're like, oh, shit. I was blown like, away. I was blown away. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's cool, too, because, like, I think we're getting, like, repeat callers and stuff and where people are, you know, following up on calls and they have more questions. Like, you like, realize you actually are, like, helping people. Actually, can we give out the number real quick in case anyone's calling and they want to get some free medical advice? Absolutely. By the way, I took it down, and I'm plotting on you. I'm plotting on you. Give that number out. All right. It's 213-631-3460. And, uh, or you can just write to us at thefullreleasepod at gmail.com. Uh, but that's been that's been the most exciting seeing how many people are calling now and like you know it's not even just medical questions it's like just funny sex stories and just ridiculous it's a great you know it's a great thing a great uh, asset you know that so it adds a lot that um you know out of all the things that i i'm sure there's a lot of these different uh disformities and everything but one of the things that just bums me out as a guy is the whole micro penis thing i mean that is so so upsetting that that is a thing have you ever looked at the pictures on youtube yes oh they're fucker on the internet it's insane i know that one really is a fucking bummer what that what's going on there is there any is it just a genetic uh unfortunatism or whatever however you would say that or is it is there a disorder (laughs) unfortunatism is a great i just made that up right now it's a genetic unfortunatism 
yeah, I mean, some people, you know, I think are just inherited a smaller penis. Um, and then, of course, there are people with all sorts of, like, intersex states, right? So, and, and that's not, like, a classical micropenis, but I've seen people, you know, like, when I was in residency, we did a lot of um, surgeries on, and this is getting kind of technical here, but something called congenital adrenal hyperplasia. And what that was was that people who were, you know, genetically XX, but they had some spectrum between female and male genitalia when they were born because of like exposure to testosterone and other uh, similar hormones when they were kind of in the womb. So somebody like that might have kind of a, a half-sized penis. Um, a half-sized penis. <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, that's one of the ones, that's something I've learned on the podcast is like that's super common, like comparatively to what you would imagine. Right. Like right. that is... Yeah, uh, that's common in type of spadius. But yeah, I mean, it was enough so that we did those surgeries all the time. Yeah. And we'd have to like take the penis and make it into a clitoris. And, you know, this is not trans surgery. This is just, you know, kind of, I guess you'd call, you know, taking somebody and moving them more towards the direction of, you know, whatever their chromosomes are. Um, it's and crazy. doing it on little kids. So, yeah, it was, you know, and I don't know. It just didn't, As didn't that, much about it. Ashley being an occupational uh what what's the what's the the actual terminology for what you do? Urologist. A urologist. Okay. See, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see those things all the time, Mo. You only have obviously the internet. Have you ever seen um, Howard Stern's micro penis competition? <laughs> no, but I want to see that. I'm oh, going to look. Man, when this is over, do yourself a favor and go watch these men compete for who has the smallest penis. And ah, damn, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna have to go and spoil it for you. The winner is has no visible penis. But here's the thing: is it a buried penis or is it a like, true like? I think it's no a no visible. I think it. I mean, to me, it has to be a mixture of of the two, where it's like because I, yeah. I think he parts his bush and pushes down on the the kind of fat that's accumulated on his on his yeah. like, region, and it comes out, but it's it's still barely identifiable as a penis. It's not like the, the head is so small. And what I enjoyed about uh, Howard is that he turned these, these guys were gung ho. They were happy to, to, to compete. They were stark naked. All of them were stark naked standing there. And there was some of them that didn't belong in there. You're just like, all right, man, well, you just got a, a slightly unfortunate dong. You know, these, you're, you're, you're on the wrong stage, but then there's a couple of cats rolling around with invisible penises. What was the prize? Um, I think it was just kind of, uh, gloating rights. And I think there might've been a physical trophy. Uh, I don't, I, I think there was a physical trophy. But the trophy was so small. You, you couldn't could not see, see it. it. You couldn't see it unless you parted the bush of the, and, and he, I think he also got some airtime where he got to shout out his penis and I guess his genetic lineage for really fucking him over. But it's, oh my. that's the biggest bummer for me, which brings me on the bulk of what I want to talk about. I only have you guys for a little bit, but if I'm going to talk to, uh, you know, the, the penis specialists, I want to talk about the sketchiness of attempted penis enlargement surgeries. Attempted penis enlargement surgeries, like, like how, yeah, I mean, that's funny. Cause like, that's all you ever hear about like this type of stuff. For sure. And, like, babe, how, how 
capable are you guys of making penises larger? I mean, nobody can. Nobody can make can do a good job at making a penis larger. It's just not a thing. I mean, but what about all the emails we've gotten over the years saying make your penis larger? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So a few thoughts. (laughs) All those, oh yeah, all those emails. Yeah, I mean, so there, you know, there's a classic thing where people take like liposuction you and put fat under your penis, right? To make it girthier. I've seen those guys after the fact. It's not, it's not good. Um, What what do you mean? What does it look like? Well. You know, maybe maybe it kind of looks fine. It looks like a like a fat sausage kind of, you know, instead of a normal penis. But but the problem is, right? Like for a penis to be good, it has like sexually, right? What you're using it is like you want it to be hard. You right. don't want it to just be like fat. You uh, want it to be like hard, right? So so you know the problem is that one of and I remember specifically this one. Um, guy came in you know what ends up happening is it's like you take a penis and you just wrap it in like a memory foam mattress that's what it's like when they oh, you know oh, have a, it has a fat around it so it's not like it help it's not like doing them any favor <laughs> it's like a memory foam mattress <laughs> you, think about it, you know it's just like oh okay i have this girthy like mushy rod down here yeah. like it's just it's not it's not good that's not helping his wife out at all no and no. then and then, you know, then there's some things where you can do, like, collagen implants. And, you know, there are some people who are trying to actually publish some legitimate research on that stuff. And and I um, I haven't really looked too much into it. But but so far as there, there's nothing truly that – sorry about that. No, that's all right. That's all right. There's nothing truly that exists that's, like, safe or, or – That's FDA very – I don't know. That's or, very disappointing. Yeah, it is. Why wouldn't – all the things we're doing, sending rovers to Mars – and putting people on the moon, uh, all this crazy shit, and we can't make big dicks? Unbelievable. Yeah, what's going on, babe? You I, guys can't – we can't make dicks bigger or make condoms that you can actually use and enjoy. That you could actually use. Period. Yeah. What, 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 what are fuck? these things? They, they, I will say they should be able to use some sort of, like, nanomaterials to make some sort of, like, condom that you can't – As far as I can tell, condoms have not gotten any better in my sexual lifetime, which is pushing almost 20 years now. I mean, that's just because everybody's just given up. You know what I mean? They're like, eh, let's just use birth control. I, yeah. Apparently, I was reading this. They're doing trials now on a male birth control that's like spray-on. Yes, that's true. Well, well, well. What do you mean spray-on? Like Axe body spray. You spray it on yourself. And not even just – I don't think – you don't spray it on your dick or anything. You just spray it on your body somewhere. And, and then it like somehow – Right before the right before the encounter, isn't that right? I have to look it up. I I saw amazing. that. I haven't read about it to be well, honest. I want to run with that and say that's a hundred percent true, and that's the best thing I've ever heard. I was yeah, <laughs> right. That will be that will be a game changer. I was reading uh, an article about there's a place in New York City that's called the Club. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, uh, but there's a mm-hmm. doctor there named Doctor Norman Rowe who, uh, like you had mentioned, is taking fat from the belly. And injecting it into your penis. Yeah, uh, that's that's that guy's making the memory foam dicks. That's what that guy's doing. That's pretty sweet. The dicks that you could put a glass of wine on and jump on them, and the glass of wine doesn't yeah, kill. Exactly. I mean, it's like, a what's dick the you'll never forget. What's the point of that? You're like, okay. Well, apparently, a man in Sweden actually uh, got the procedure done, and the fat somehow leaked into his veins. And through whatever process made it to his lungs, resulted in uh, something called lung emb- embolism. 
Uh, yes, yeah. And he ended yeah. up having a heart attack on the operating table. Yeah, no, that, that is not, injecting fat anywhere is pretty dangerous because if it gets into your bloodstream, you can get all these sort of things. Like you can get, right, you get, get a heart attack, you can get a stroke, you can make it so that part of your lung doesn't work. So anything like that is super risky and it's just not, it's not worth it. It's also just, it's not good. Like it's not good. <laughs> so is there anything that's reliable? I mean, is there... I mean, I think for one, probably losing weight, right? Because somebody have some people have like a proclivity to to building fat around the pelvic region, which is not doing you any favors. Uh, yes, you are a very smart man with saying that. That is a hundred percent like the most important thing you can do to maximize your penis length is to is to not have fat on the you know. In that area, I mean, there most of the guys who lose length of their penis, it's because they're getting fatter and they don't notice it, and they're like, "It's shrinking." And I'm like, "It's not shrinking. It's just that the like, you know, the seawater is rising. Like, <laughs> like, like, like your penis is not shrinking. It's just you just gotta like, like if you lose some weight, you'll be so much happier with the appearance of your penis. And you know, easy things, right? Like if you have a lot of pubic hair, like. You know, you can trim it. Like, it's a good you know, move. just trim it. It will look bigger. I mean, it's not it's not that hard. I think there was a scene in American Pie where he, he did that, and he looks in the mirror, and he's like, oh, all right. So it looks bigger. Yeah. It's exactly. A- you don't have to go, like, full core press, like, clean shaven. You know, just, like, use a clipper or something. Like, I've done full core press for it. It really does make it look bigger, but then it also just makes it look like this sort of... <laughs> you can do a trip you know <laughs> so there's only really illusions I- I- illusions yeah. number one are the most effective way that we know of uh See, certain things like some surgeries you know like like she's saying like they can do penis surgery they don't really work they say they try the same with like women i, I notice a lot of women get like butt injections now yeah and i feel like 90 percent of the time just looks fucking ridiculous too because like women's butts get bigger but then their legs don't and so yeah. it's just like this sort of disproportionate you look like a lollipop like, yeah like a lollipop it just looks kind of ridiculous yeah, it's not like a good movie. uh and it gets lumpy yeah. it's all lumpy and 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 everything when the legs are normal uh but then the butt cheeks are all lumpy because they're it's i don't know if you how easy it is to evenly distribute fat from elsewhere into a, a an ass and have it not look all bumpy and everything but i mean there's those i'd like to be the guy who does the massaging it around right you get right. that job you just have mush it around into the right area i wonder how long you have to go to school for that that's a 12-year degree i believe so i believe so but it's worth every penny uh, I'm surprised yeah. they don't have a, like a 3D printed like butt insert now, like made based on your body that they can't like have a 3D print. You know what I mean? How that would be convenient. I I remember hearing you on the fighter and the kid. Either that or it was another one of your episodes where you mentioned that there's chambers in the penis and there's a way to expand those chambers. Um. Well, I, I think the main thing we were talking about it was that. You know, in particular contexts, you could probably add a little bit of length using a traction device. Um, usually that is somebody who has some sort of scarring of their penis and wants to kind of get some of it back or has, you know, peronies. But, um, you know, you can buy it like a traction device and wear it. And those generally can add some length. But Google that. That looks like some straight up medieval torture shit. I was going to say, some that of sounds painful. What? It sounds painful. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, 
you know, I mean, I wonder how painful it is though, because like when your dick's not hard, like there really is very little sensation in it compared. Like you know what I mean? It seems like sometimes, like it seems like if if you like imagine getting kicked in the dick, I feel like it would hurt less than getting kicked in the balls. Oh, you know? for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just take your penis when it's not erect and just like pull on it until you feel like it's all stretched all the way. Yeah, and then just hold it there, and then it's kind of like that's kind of nice actually. Yeah, it's, it's invigorating. I mean, I feel like I, I have had guys who kind of like it. Like they just feel like, like they really do feel like they're maximizing their penis. It's like penis yoga. You know? Like that's so interesting. But I guess how much of a pain in the ass? How long would you have to wear a traction device for it to be viable in any sort of way? Because I imagine if you compare that to the amount of time you'd have to pull on your penis and hold it there, that's probably why most dudes aren't just pulling on their penises and holding them there. Well, you know, I do tell people to do that. Oh, it's called. Yeah. Is it called jelking? No, do not do jelking. Do not jelk. Look it up. Jelking is this like regimen of what is it like? <laughs> torquing your penis that people thought will like make it longer or something. And it's like so, it's such bullshit. Like all these people injure their dicks. Like people like break their dicks by like doing this jelking. All right. Like, uh, so for Mo, so, so he since he doesn't know, I or this is I, I might actually be wrong. It's been a long time. I, I learned about this as a kid, but it's like. You're yeah. you're squeezing the base uh, considerably hard until all the blood is is at the tip of your penis, and then you're with the same amount of pressure bringing your fist all the way up to the tip of your penis, and and it Jesus. yeah it's essentially like you just pop it yeah that's what it that's what it feels like but there's it's like a this process of doing this over and over and over again. It sounds to me similar to like expanding the old dick chambers. Yeah, this stuff is not. You should not do this. Actually, <laughs> just looking it up on our phone right now. It's no, amazing. I, like, yeah, I mean, I've literally had guys who came in and like broke their dick with this dumb stuff. Don't, don't do this. Men just don't, want to have joke. bigger dicks. It's like the fucking crazy how lengths would, that men will go to for this. It's kind of insane. How would you spell jelking? It's spelled J E L Q I N G. Okay, so it is. The name of a kind of massage technique for the penis, it is believed to improve the size of your erection. It involves massaging your penis in a way which stretches it and improves blood flow. The technique actually comes from an ancient Middle East, or from the ancient Middle East, but is now known across the world. So that's a, I mean, you you definitely want to increase the old blood flow, right? Yeah, I'll tell you, actually, it's interesting. So there are still, to this day, certain parts of the world where there's a high number of penile fractures because you're saying that Middle Eastern stuff. So there are some cultures where, like, part of their traditional, like, one of their traditional cultures is to do this joking thing. And then all these guys, like, young guys go and break their dicks. And, like, (laughs) it's like... Not good. <laughs> I don't know if it if, doesn't if, sound good. No. I don't know if you guys remember during the early age of the internet when there was like five videos and everybody saw them. There was this one video of this. It looked like an aborigine. He's got a his penis wrapped around a stick, and he's rolling his he's rolling his this. How do I explain this? He's rolling his penis around the stick, and then he's pulling it really 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 hard and then he's rolling it again and pulling it really really hard like you would see i don't know like spaghetti wrapped around a fork yeah and he's just doing that and then when it's done he's got this long spaghetti dick 
that's like touching his kneecaps. I don't know why. I don't know what what sort of utility, what function that it serves. Uh, but it was a thing. I remember seeing that. You know, I'm I'm only 28, so I was uh, shit. 13 at the time had no idea dudes were doing that no idea that dudes were rolling their dicks up on sticks and, and how soon after you saw that video did you give it a shot yourself in, about the, let old, me tell the you, old rolling pin immediately didn't work didn't understand what i was missing out on when i was a kid i made a penis pump okay here we go cool story so when i was oh, a kid i found uh uh it was like a, a, a like a cylinder a clear cylinder with a hose on one end and the other end was open, right? And so what I would do, this is this is 100% true. I would stuff my junk in the tube, and then on the other end, you would vacuum all the air out of the tube until your penis was basically the size of the tube. And uh, yeah, that's a real thing that I did at, at as a child. I don't know how old I was. A child's a strong word, but I was probably like- Pretty innovative, pretty smart kid innovative to figure that out. Innovative, and, and you know, that's another thing you have to be, I mean, I, hopefully the one that you were using was safe but i've also seen guys especially like teenagers and stuff who would come to my boss who was a you know, kind of like a, my boss from from fellowship he was a kind of a sexual sex expert like world-renowned guy okay. um and they had done stuff like you know applied too much negative pressure to the penis like putting it in a vacuum something like that yes and it had done crazy damage so um you know the stuff with all of this is you just have to be careful you know like there are the stuff is don't do it yeah, yeah <laughs> like, no, it sounds no. like don't do it unless a doctor is telling you to do it i mean there are, there are like medical you know vacuum erection devices right like i'll prescribe people that all the time Right, but I mean, you shouldn't um, be making one out of your own household but, items. But hold on a second. Am I, a safe bet. Am I understanding that there are medical devices that are similar to the device that I made at like 14? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People oh, pay hundreds of dollars. For them. I was ahead That's, of my time. They, they used to be covered by insurance. In fact, if you had explored what? that, yeah. If you had explored that, um, you know, more in depth, you might be like, you know, a billionaire right now. If you had yeah, maybe you should break back out that device, get it on eBay. Well, there was, it was, it was a prototype. It was a prototype and it was pretty faulty. Uh, the tube was thin, uh, made of thin plastic. So it cut you real bad. Uh, that was one of the problems. And the other problem was that little thing where like blood rises to the surface of your skin, but doesn't break the surface of your skin. That was yeah. cool too. So I kind of just tossed it out and went back to the drawing board and never really took on that endeavor again. But to hear that I was basically a doctor uh, is really, yeah. that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Or a medical device company, or basically. God damn. You were, you were like the Bill Gates of, of yeah. penises. And then you just probably went back to like trading pogs. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> cards for sure. Uh, so at the same time, while I'm looking for Pikachu, I've also got my penis in a in a in some sort of a plastic cylinder. I don't know. Childhood was weird. I don't know. That sounds pretty normal. I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. It's a, well, it's all about that weird uh, genital exploration because there's no real information for you as a kid. It's all this strange, you know, what the hell's hanging off my body? Whoa, look at that. You know, that there's nothing, there's nothing <laughs> for you, which is great that you guys are doing this podcast because once again, like we said before, it's you can only have so much time with a patient and to try to get them to grasp the situation and the terminology and everything is probably, I, I'd imagine, very difficult. 
uh, because the, you know, the interaction is so short. And then for everything else, there's a long version of it, you know, whether it's on TV somewhere, like you said, Dr. Oz will break down all these things for you. There's all this um, information on, on nutrition and diet and, and everything else. But because of the discomfort associated with the topic and also the kind of unavoidable humor that's associated with the topic, nobody talks about it. But what you guys are doing is just meeting it dead on in the humor route where it's like, you're going to get this information and we're going to laugh about it because it is funny, but you're also going to learn something. Yeah. It's fine that way to be like, like appropriately compassionate. And yet also like, yeah, like you're saying, it is just ultimately a fucking funny subject and there's, yeah. there's no way around it. Like you're, you can't, it's hard to talk about micro penises without <laughs> seeing the inherent complexity of drama and comedy inherent. Well, it's just like, like you can make fun of farts, but if somebody has like, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, like, you know, you don't like, you still feel bad for them. You but, you, but it's farts. still fucking like, funny. Yeah. But, it's still know, funny. Like, like it's fine. You know? So, so sex is the same way and generals are the same way. And it's, you know, it just makes it more human. I think more approachable. Do you, For sure. how, how long have you guys been doing the podcast? Uh, since March. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think you guys started, uh, I started in May. So we're not, uh, we're not oh, far from yeah. Yeah. Have you found that you've gotten like this level of satisfaction from it? Like not only on the aspect of like, yeah, it is fun to do a podcast. It's fun to shoot the shit. It's, it's great when people reciprocate and they enjoy it, but also you're getting information out there. Is there a level of satisfaction associated with that, that, you know, is, is a driving force in the whole situation? Um, for me, I think absolutely. I mean, I have a lot of fun just like seeing anytime you create any type of art or any kind of content that people enjoy and seeing more and more people like getting into it or referencing jokes from the podcast in their emails, that's always satisfying. And then, yeah, I mean, for me, I seeing that like people are really coming to us and to Ashley, I should say, with like their actual questions and concerns and knowing that they're getting some sort of uh, information relief. Yeah, of course. I think it's very, it's very, um, yeah, it makes you feel good to know that you're, you're helping with that. Yeah, no. So two, two thoughts. Um, one, we were, we, I would always talk to Mo in the beginning also, we were kind of like, well, why are we doing this? You know, and who's our audience? And, um, you know, one thing we kind of said to each other was even if nothing ever came of it, we now have this kind of audio diary of us interacting, you know, at this point of time in our lives. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that, you know, 40 years from now, we can be like listening to it and, and be like, wow. This was us when we were young or youngish, right. and, and there's something really cool to that. I mean, what if you if we weren't doing this, there's no way we kind of would have captured our dynamic like that um, and our relationship. And then you know, the other thing is it just opens you to connect with people, right? So we're here having this conversation with you in my home state of New Jersey, and that's great. And there's no way we would have had this this talk, you know. And the there's a you know, inherent in this moment interest in, in the conversation we're having. And that's interesting and new and it's expanding us, you know, beyond our own circle. And, you know, like the episode we had Savage on, um, you know, he's a role model to me and he's amazing. And I've listened to his podcast for a long time 
And because I had a podcast, I reached out to him and said, hey, can you come over and be on our podcast? And he just showed up at my apartment, you know, and he's to me, I mean, he's famous. And, you know, if I was just like, hey, I'm a random girl, come over to my apartment and talk to me about interesting things, you know, it would have never happened. So right. it kind of right. gives you the opportunity to be part of like a community and stuff. Yeah, yeah to, to be like the kind of all the people out there who are doing podcasts, that's the community of people who are kind of talking. Right. And everyone else right. is listening, you know, in some weird way. Yeah, it's definitely gotten to this point where I feel like we're finally, because of podcasting, we're finally using the internet for the good that it had potentially. Meaning like when the internet first came around, you suddenly had the ability to communicate with all of these people on any given subject all over the world. And we didn't right. do that at first. At first, we just shit on each other, watched a lot of porn uh, bought shit we didn't need. And then slowly but surely in the background, podcasts were emerging. And now that like people who aren't, you know, Rogan level people are getting into it. It's you're starting to realize like, oh man, yeah, I, I can talk to anybody who I think is interesting if they'll give me the time of day. And it, at, at a time where we're barely talking to each other at all anymore, at least, uh, in person, you know, you, you kind of just, I, I talk to my guests more than I talk to my friends, which isn't to say I don't talk to my friends a lot, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm extending that same level of interaction to strangers now and getting to know people on an intimate level and getting to know topics on an intimate level and, you know, building these relationships. And to me, that was always the cool thing about the internet was like the access to information, the access to other people. And it only seems like very recently are we starting to do that. So it is, it is really cool. It's also really bizarre. Like you said, you got to talk to Dan and I really picked that up from your episode that you uh, really admired him. And it's, it's cool to, I mean, it's cool is a, a stupid word for it. It's, it's so bizarre to be able to talk to people that you admire in any sort of way in a capacity like this in such a long form uh, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's bizarre, but it's awesome. Well, that, that That's another thing. Long form is, you know, specific word to hone in on there. Right. I mean, they talk about how Americans are becoming less and less uh, able to have any sort of attention span. Right. And like, when you look up an article on Buzzfeed, it tells you how many minutes it's going to take you to read it. Right. And the average reading level is like third grade. And you know, where everybody's just watching five minute videos on YouTube and somehow podcasts have emerged being, you know, one, one and a half, two hours and people are listening, yeah. you know, and to hold someone's attention for that amount of time um, to something that oftentimes is just verbal, I think is probably very beneficial to um like us mentally, you know, and yeah, so. it's not the same thing as reading great literature, but there's, there's a value in it. Well, absolutely. I can't, my attention span isn't conducive to, to reading. I can read articles, but I can't, I can't, I just can't finish books because as soon as I start to read a paragraph, I immediately, it reminds me of a thing. You know, I, I relate to it in whatever way that I can. And then I start thinking about the reason that I related to it. And then I start going down like this memory hole and then I'm like, shit, what did I just read? And I've got it. My attention span is just not there because as soon as I read something, it reminds me of something else. Or I start to think too much on that subject that I'm reading and I, I start to expand on it. But listening to people 
is I mean, listening to podcasts is weird because it's like they're your your friend, your friend that you never yeah. talk to, which is super right. creepy to say. But <laughs> but it's the truth. It feels like, you know, listening to all these people, it's it feels like a, a, a weird kind of friendship. Yeah. And I think it's also like a great thing, too, that, you know, you can literally like put on a podcast when you're driving to work and by the time you get there you're like oh shit i learned a bunch of shit I, I, you know what i mean it, it enlightened you in a way that listening to top 40 radio was certainly not going to go also yeah. we were at a, a sexual medicine conference <laughs> i brought moesey and i have been going to the same conference for a few years now and i'll go and do all you know present research projects and i put all this work into it and sometimes you know many many hours and people don't you know, necessarily care that much. And then this year, everybody was like, oh my God, I'm listening to your podcast. It's amazing. And we got so much like amped up feedback, even from other, basically all like urologists and gynecologists. because it's, it's so much more fun to listen to than it is to read a paper. <laughs> I know. And everybody was so excited. Like Mo was a celebrity there. It was hilarious. He had never been to one of these conferences before. Everybody was like a healthcare professional. Everyone's like, oh my God, I know you. That's First of all, beautiful. I'm a celebrity everywhere. Sorry, sorry. Yes, Let's get that straight. Let's get that straight. Right. <laughs> it's so funny yeah that's uh it is an awesome thing especially doing a podcast it it, it seems like you guys had a more of a definitive direction but even me who kind of my my topic varies from day to day it's like the more i do this the more i suddenly find community and mm. and like-minded individuals which like you know i have my friends and everything but my friends are more of a mishmash of random people that happen to like each other this is more of this deliberate coming together of like-minded individuals and that I didn't realize I wanted that until it started happening. And now it's like, you know, like I'm sure you're experiencing is this uh, reaffirmation from the community that you already appreciate. And that's right. That, that is incredibly valuable, but um, I don't want to, take up any more of your time. We just hit that, that marker there, but I, I love what you guys are doing and, uh, and I love your show and I, I really, you know, any of my listeners out there, you guys have an awesome show. It's a lot of fun. It's really educational and it's also hilarious. Uh, and you know, if you could just let my listeners know where to find you, what are you on? Where do you, where do we go? Yeah, please. We're all over, uh, all, everywhere you get podcasts at the full release and then we're on uh, Instagram at the full release pod and the full release pod.com. We have all our episodes and some extra videos and stuff. And on Twitter, we're full release pod. No, yeah. the. no, the, no, the. for some reason. Gotcha. And then I'm uh, and I do stand up all over the country. You can check me out at momandel.com. All right, guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks. Actually, yeah, man. We enjoy your show as well. And it's been really nice chatting with you. Yeah. Good, good luck with that micro penis. Oh, thanks man. I'm, uh, you know, uh, one of these days, something's going to happen and we're just going to stick like a horse penis there or something. And, you know, the head's not so yeah. attractive, but at least I'll have something. All right. Well, call us and tell us all about it. Yeah. I will. Thank <laughs> you guys so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Take care, man. Bye. Take it easy. I think that is done. Awesome. Oh, is this still running? Okay, cool. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, that was awesome. Those guys are super cool, and it was a pleasure talking to them. Um, maybe I can get them on again in the future. We'll talk more about uh, you know different dick things. But 
Oh, Mo, if you listen back to this, I forgot to tell him. I got to remind him I'm going to message him after that. Anybody that's listened to this, please go and watch. Um, what the heck is this guy's name? Howard Stern's micro penis competition. Uh, I think I'm going to go upstairs right after this and make my wife watch that. So uh, it's it's bizarre, but it's hilarious. Thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, I am David Corbo, a.k.a. The Frog King. This is where I belong. Uh, if you're not already doing it, follow me on Instagram at where I belong podcast. Is that what I am? I'm not really sure. Let me check. It's probably just where I belong. But some things are with the additional phrase or wording podcast at the end. But, 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 but where I belong podcast on Instagram, where I belong podcast on Twitter. There's also a Facebook page. Uh, find where I belong on iTunes. It's just where I belong, not where I belong podcast. Uh, find it on iTunes, find it on Spotify, find it on YouTube and, uh, you know, leave a rating, leave us something, say something cool, say something funny, learn your handles. Thank you, Chase. You know, that's not my strong suit at all is, uh, promoting my, my shit, <laughs> my shit. Find me somewhere. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in some places and I'm not in others. Um, uh, <laughs> Leave a review, leave a rating, be nice or don't be nice. Uh, but if you don't like it, as always, fuck you. And if you do like it, I love you. Thank you for liking it. Uh, until tomorrow. Tomorrow, if all goes well, I usually don't like saying it because they tend to fall through. It'd be really impressive if I told you all the people that fell through. But tomorrow, I should be having Eric... Uh, AKA Primal Swolger on. He is a kettlebell expert over at On It Gym in uh, Austin, Texas. I, I definitely think you should go check out his Instagram page. He'll make you feel like shit. And then after that, I'm having uh, Haley on Wednesday. She is a professional glass blower and does some super dope work and we're going to talk to her on Wednesday. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got for you. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. And, uh, until then love you. Bye-bye.